Chapter Nine of Bill Bolton and Hidden Danger by Noel Sainsbury. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Chapter Nine: The Offer and the Threat. Good evening, Mister Bolton," said the intruder mockingly. "Good evening," Bill replied politely. "I don't suppose it's of any use to inquire how you got in." The man's manner rather flabbergasted Bill. If there had been any suspicion of menace in Sanders' attitude, Bill would have gone for him straight away with his fists. Not the slightest, Mr. Bolton. And then with a nod and a smile. Excuse me. As Bill was still holding the curtain aside, Sanders stepped past him into the lounge. On the table beside the lamp and book, he laid a little automatic. No need for that, I hope he remarked pleasantly and dropped into an armchair quite within reach of the revolver he gave bill that curious quick confidential nod then took out a gold case and lighted a cigarette he blew a thin spiral of smoke into the air with obvious enjoyment for cool nerve the man's manner took bill's breath away without going into details he said offhandedly I've as much right here as you, so you'll pardon me if I make myself at home, won't you? Sit down, Bolton. He pointed to a small seat at the side of the hearth. Thanks, I'll stand. But I said, sit down. Mr. Sanders' voice was not raised in the least, but his words came at Bill like an order. A trifle dazed, he sank into the chair. There was no reason why he shouldn't have hurled the lamp in Sanders' face and in the darkness pitched the table on top of him, but instead, for no reason he could give, Bill obeyed him and sat waiting for him to speak. Naturally curious to fathom the reason for this visit, Bill was astounded by his attitude, considering what had happened in the motorboat. Thought I'd find you here, Bolton, so I've dropped in for a chat. Bill leaned back, looked at him, but said nothing. Mr. Sanders raised his eyebrows, but the tone of his voice did not alter. I take it that you're a straightforward sort of fellow, Bolton. You know where you stand with them. I bear no malice for this afternoon's performance. In fact, I admire you. At the present moment, you're hating me like poison, and the only justification you have is that I didn't knock before I entered. You're so remarkably polite tonight, murmured Bill. You might have carried your politeness a little further. Again, Sanders gave his quick nod and smiled. It isn't always wise to knock, Bolton. For instance, you might have mistaken my politeness. Since it's an informal hour to call, you might not have invited me in. And I hate talking on doorsteps. I want a serious talk with you, Bolton. Bill made no comment. You know, Bolton, he went on, knocking the ash from his cigarette. You're on a fool's errand. Quite bluntly, you're taking part in a losing game. I'm being plain with you. Your side hasn't the foggiest hope of success. For frankly, I hold all the cards. Well, and so what? Look here. He punctuated his words with a long forefinger. Haven't you brains enough to see you're being made a cat's paw? You're the one that's to do the dirty work. You are the lad that's to run the risks and take all the hard knocks. How do you like the job? 
i'm not kicking said bill sanders smiled again well how much are you getting out of it that's the point oh yes it's not my business i know your type stupid loyal i admire stupidity and loyalty because they are generally exerted in a good cause but when they are wasted qualities wasted on one of the worst scoundrels in america it pains me i'm a student of these things bolton it's part of a lawyer's job to weigh motives a lawyer's bill looked surprised certainly he returned affably it's an honourable enough profession i started to read for the english bar and chucked it i'm a londoner by birth you see but i had a knack for the law in america i've practised ten years as an attorney however my energies at present are devoted to tracking down a scoundrel named evans do you follow me go on mr sanders nodded again thank you i'll come to the point at once but i wanted you to understand the situation i intend to get this mr evans and get him i shall soon very soon much sooner than he expects there is no way out of it for him i will get him in the end and the end is not far off the pleasant look had gone from his eyes and his mouth was hard why do you want him bill blurted out and a moment later would have done anything to withdraw his words ah sanders cried i thought so he has been clever enough to conceal that exactly so that is part of his game well my young friend it's part of mine too it is nobody's business at present but mr evans and my own and i tell you there is no sacrifice i wouldn't make to meet that man face to face alone for ten minutes look here bolton to come to brass tacks how much do you want in hard cash to tell me where evans is at this moment sanders leaned forward his glowering eyes fixed upon bill's face bill stared back at him and an angry devil rose within the lad bribery so that was the object of his visit and the man certainly played his cards well he insinuated that mr evans was a scoundrel that bill himself was being made a tool that was bad enough and the astuteness of his argument was apparent but the bribery business stung young bolton's pride he sprang to his feet determined to lash out at the white grinning face sanders held up his hand reading his purpose bolton i'm delighted i can see you're a good fellow you refuse to give away your man if you had fallen for that i wouldn't have had much respect for you would i what the blazes are you getting at now demanded bill do sit down my dear chap again came that quick nod i've no respect for a fellow who sells his boss cheaply i'm not asking you to do that bolton then what just this why not come over to my side why not leave a sinking ship and come aboard a sound one whatever you're getting out of this game in hard cash i'll double row in with me bolton you won't regret it nothing doing bill spoke slowly and emphatically you won't change your mind not for a million oh i was going to do better than that in fact my suggestion is that you come in partnership with me i know that your father is a wealthy man 
very wealthy but millions of dollars are not to be despised by anyone there are very big things at stake bolton very big indeed he leaned forward his eyes fixed on bills the smoke from his cigarette curling up between them like a banner well don't misunderstand me bolton i don't mean that you're to leave mr evans oh not at all no need for you to have a row with him or anything of the sort no no you can go on exactly as you are doing carry out whatever he has sent you here to do only there will be a little understanding between us two bolton and no one except ourselves will know anything about it to prove i am in earnest i will give you money now if you want it won't you shake on it young man he held out his hand with as friendly a smile as bill had ever seen well well just this bill said evenly i'm not posing as a saint but i tell you to your face i think you're one of the lowest sorts of cads i've ever met you're not clever enough to get mr evans yourself so you come sneaking along and try to bribe one of his friends but you've struck the wrong guy you can keep your filthy money you can offer a share of your rotten business whatever it is to anybody who is rotten enough to go in with you is that plain english or do you want me to make it plainer as if bill had touched a button sanders face changed gone was his cordial air his friendly smile in its place an evil look of anger and wounded pride he had failed in his mission and he knew he had failed but bill could see that he wasn't the man to take failure lying down with an impatient gesture mr sanders flung his cigarette into the fireplace and got to his feet white spots showed on his nostrils bolton he said in low suppressed tones neither men nor boys trifle with me you'll learn that before you're much older i've given you your chance and you've refused to take it now i shall give you my orders orders bill laughed at him i will give you till to-morrow night to obey my orders or the consequences for young charlie evans and some other people will be sudden and not pleasant by nine o'clock to-morrow evening as a deadline you will be in gring's hotel in stamford connecticut you will ask for mr harold johnson and you will tell him exactly where mr evans is to be found when you meet johnson you will nod as i have a habit of doing and you will say zenas which happens to be my first name you will also pass johnson your word of honor that you will quit this game for good stamford is a long way from here temporized bill but you have an excellent plane at parker's and clayton sanders laughed shortly this is not a lone hand i'm playing bolton i have an organization behind me and it is a thoroughly efficient one what i don't know about you and particularly your doing since that youngster charlie brought you his father's message would not be worth writing home about and if i refuse bill crossed his legs and looked at him with as much insolence as he could command if you refuse mr midshipman bolton your friend charlie 
whom my men caught up this morning and the girl deborah will have to take the consequences of your bullheadedness slowly bill got to his feet so that's your filthy threat is it he cried you hold that over my head well mr zenas sanders two can play at your game bill took a step forward prepared to spring on him the man did not move a smile had come back to his face and again he gave a quick little nod look out bolton don't do anything foolish bill followed the direction of his eyes in the corner of the alcove appearing between the folds of the curtain was the long blue-black barrel of a rifle and it was pointed at bill's breast you see sneered sanders it would have paid you to become my friend you haven't the option now nine o'clock tomorrow night by the latest at gring's hotel bolton or you know the rest sanders slipped behind the curtain out of sight at the same moment the barrel of the gun disappeared with a cry bill snatched up his automatic from the table where sanders had overlooked it and darted into the hall but the hall was empty no sound came from any part of the house End of chapter nine